Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 11th of May. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk TV. We are live from the Talk Radio studios. Coming up, the government faces criticism over the failure to tackle the cost of living crisis in the Queen's speech yesterday. Meanwhile, Foreign Secretary Liz Truss says she's prepared to enter into a trade war with the EU as she readies to rip up the Northern Ireland Protocol. And new planning reforms will give people the right to vote on proposed extensions to their neighbours' houses. Uh, The time is coming up to 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed for your company this morning. Also the company of my guest in the studio all this morning, Conservative commentator Benedict Spence. Good morning to you. Good morning, Judy. Let's talk about the Queen's speech. Um, I know what we really want to talk about is the whack of the Christie <laughs> Libel trial, which we will get to, I promise. Um, but, um, but let's talk about what was in the Queen's speech and what was not in the Queen's speech. Because the interesting thing is, there is actually a lot more focus on what was not in it than was actually in it. Crucially, what was not in it was, other than the opening statement delivered, of course, by Prince Charles doing the Queen's speech the first time, um, and by standing in for his mother, who's got mobility problems, was that there, there, there was, at the beginning, how the government's going to do more to help with cost living and boosting the economy. But then there wasn't actually anything in the Queen's speech that would do that. No, no meat on the bones, really, uh, I think. is Although what plenty of red to... meat for the backbenchers. Yes, but no, no, nothing for the rest of us, the starving masses. Um, I think... Uh, I think it was very underwhelming, uh, which given actually how sort of underwhelming the government's performances have been in the last couple of months, I think was pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, nobody was necessarily expecting some sort of Hail Mary shot that was going to help with you know, housing, house building or cost of living or anything like that. It was always going to be sort of incremental change. But to be honest, they didn't really even give us much of that. No, that, I mean, that's the interesting thing. I mean, it, it was interesting later on, the Prime Minister, of course, you have this uh, um, debate in the House of Commons afterwards. And he said that the government will do whatever we can to ease the burdens that people are grappling with. He also said later the Chancellor and I will be saying more about this in the days to come. Um, But when they did actually ask the Treasury, oh, is there... You know, not an emergency budget or any new any new announcement coming. Um, answer came then. Well, no. Um, and and you know, the treasury said there isn't anything that's planning. Then they don't know of anything at mm. all. So 
a lot of criticism of that. Awful lot of criticism. A couple of days ago, Jacob Rees-Mogg uh, was saying that a lot of this stuff, people need to remember that a lot of this stuff is beyond the government's remit. It isn't yeah. stuff. And I think that kind of tells you a lot of the situation, which is they don't really know what to do in this situation. Actually, there's lots of things that are being suggested. But is there a sort of a, a solution to the crisis? Possibly not for as long as the war continues in Ukraine. Possibly not as you know inflation continues across the globe. You know, There's not a great deal you can do when you've got Joe Biden's White House fiddling with fiddling with the dollar. Um, it's, in, in, it's, it's an incredibly difficult situation, and it is as a result of decades of failing to prepare for something that actually yeah. a lot of people did say was coming. This yeah. is not unforeseen. I mean, exactly. I mean, look, you know, the war in Ukraine, um, what's happened as a result, you know, even if we hadn't locked down, I still think it was the wrong decision, um, we would still be dealing with the knock-on effect of China and other countries not, even yes. if it just been China, we would still in the world be wrestling with this. Um, but it's our failure to prepare for a lot of these things mm. by, by making sure that we are not so dependent on other countries, whether it's for our energy supplies or food supplies and the like. Um, that that's that is that is where we've we've gone wrong, isn't yes. it? And that that's where it is on the government's uh, uh, you know uh, responsibilities there. And as I said to a, a minister, we spoke to yes, you know, just remind me who's been in power for the last twelve years, for goodness sake. Mm. Um, let's talk about what 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 else was also not in the Queen's speech, interestingly, um, and and that is um, a plan for an employment bill which was going to give staff a default <clears throat> right to work from home. Basically, you've got a right to work from home. It's, it's up to the bosses to prove that you can't do your job from home as opposed to for you to prove that you can mm. and to justify it. Um, that was a plan that had been, uh, we're told, long awaited. Uh, front of the Mail today saying death knell for work from home, new law to make working from home easier. Acts on the Queen's speech. Um, basically, uh, it was uh, abandoned. Uh, this this this, is, this has been completely abandoned now. Um, and got you know people waiting for their passports. A million people might miss out on holidays this summer because they haven't got mm. passports. Waiting to get to your driving license and DVLA. Um, I mean, anybody trying to get anyone to answer the phone, dealing with anything in the local council. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, let's all stop this pretense about the working from home revolution. It might work in some jobs at some time. My husband runs an IT business, so he's actually doing a lot of work from home this week. He's got projects to do and he needs to sit sit in quiet, can't having phones ringing and people coming up to him. He wants to just work from home. But that is very different from most people's jobs where yeah. actually the interaction with other people is crucial. Yeah, I think working from home has proven to be very time-saving, very efficient in lots of different cases. But the idea of enshrining a right to work from home where possible, that, that I think is just setting you up for lots of tribunals and lots of you know, disputes, basically, of people going back and forth saying, yes, I can, and employers going, no, you can't. But, uh, I just think it's a dangerous precedent to go down putting it in law yeah. is the key Fundamentally, thing. Fundamentally, I'm so, I'm so sorry about this, guys. It's up to your boss. I'm sorry, the person who is paying you gets to decide where you work in that contract you sign. And it says you work in, you know, in, in, in this place or you know any reasonable place they agree for you to work. They can't just like send you to Timbuktu on a Wednesday and say you have to work there. I mean, contracts have to be reasonable, mm. but it's up to your boss. And it may well be the case that an awful lot of companies may decide well, we're going to have to allow people to work from home because we can't get good people if it becomes worth their while. But I, I just don't think that it's the case. One of the things I do find, that I, I know somebody who's director of a very, very well-known firm, and they have agreed that people can take two weeks working from home anywhere in the world, not as holiday, anywhere in the world, because they benefit from it as well. That you often think, why look, why would businesses allow this? Why would why would employers allow mm. this if it wasn't useful for them? Because most businesses that are allowing this are big businesses mm. where you've got a lot of management who benefit from it as well. 
And everyone's, it's, it's like the sort of the fat cat directors. Well, mm. well, why is the board paying these people this money? Because everyone's patting everybody on the back and everyone's a winner on this. Mm. The fact that the company doesn't actually get anything done doesn't really matter to anybody because mm. they're still getting their wages. And this is the problem. And, it, you know, you've got the overheads of large amount of office space and stuff that a lot of people don't yeah. have to pay for. But, I mean, Airbnb, perhaps understandably, have said that anybody, any of their employees can work from anywhere in the world. For some companies, it'll work perfectly. Yeah. For a lot of companies, they will use it as an incentive to poach people, to get the best people in. Yeah. If that's a business practice you want to pursue, do it. If Fantastic. it works, yes, if exactly. It works. But it shouldn't have anything to do with the government exactly. you don't have I mean you, just, oh, you know I would like a right to work from home from a bubble bath eating chocolate truffles well good luck with that people I thought but, that was in your contract I mean to be your fair. bath is just broken <laughs> okay eat chocolate truffles in the shower well I don't have time for a bath in the morning what can I say um let, let's talk about also what was in the in the in the uh in the Queen's speech and and there's the public order bill tackling people like the UK protesters who disrupt her national infrastructure I'd say I'm very much in favor of that um, replacing the human rights Act is one of the Brexit bills. I mean, all hail to the data bill ending every time you go onto a website, whether it's a website you've been on a million times or not. Do you do you accept cookies? Do you accept? Yeah, you have to manage cookies. That's fifteen different buttons to press, or you just go accept all. Mm. Load of nonsense. It's a EU rule. We're not going to have that that pop up. I mean, that alone, that alone, surely is worth having voted for Brexit. I'm not sure if that was worth voting for Brexit alone. I think you know, the fact that we've got uh, Mr Macron saying that we're going to have several tiers of an EU, we're going to have uh, all these different things. Maybe we'll have Ukraine, maybe we won't, but we will have interpretive dance. It's just not been a great week, actually, if you, if you were pro-EU. Um, the last sort of fortnight hasn't been particularly good. But, I mean, the cookie thing, eh, it's it's a minor irritant. But that's one of the things, actually. It's really irritating. Well, perhaps, perhaps I've just got a sort of a higher threshold for tolerance of these things. But, actually, that's what I mean when I say there's not a lot of flesh on the bones. There's these little things that a lot of people go, but yes, not, fantastic. But, but, actually, does it change your it, life in a is massive it a big, way? Well, I'll tell you what might change people's lives, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a few more moments, but is this at the front of the Times. Neighbours get the right to vote on housing plans. Now, as a general rule, <laughs> if you're a homeowner, in fact, even if you rent, you rent somewhere for years and you really give a you know, give, give give a lot of concern about your local area is what you want when you're building your conservatory or your, your, your loft extension or whatever. You want to have really loose planning laws so you can do whatever you want. If your neighbour's doing so much as changing their windows, oh, then you want to have a say. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.